0: Welcome back to sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Linsky alongside Tara Lattimore. Uh, We are, of course, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, John Soap Supply, Enjoy and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. This is the big episode. This is the big episode we were talking about last week. We've been hyping up since we've took our little summer hiatus. This is the episode of the year. Um, It's Mm -hmm. Tara and I's favorite episode to Mm -hmm. record personally. Um, And it's probably the one that has the longest longevity uh, for our listeners to enjoy uh, pretty much for the entire month of August and first week and a half of September. And that would be our 2022 fantasy football special where we break down literally everything you need to know going into your draft. Now, we're not going to go player by player because that's exhausting, Um, but we're here to go through each position. We go off PPR. Um, I, I mean, if you go and do a non PPR league, I'm happy that you're happy, but you are one sick, twisted <laughs> individual because that's not normal. Um, so we base all our rankings off PPR, half point PPR. And we go through and we did this episode last year. We got a lot of great reviews on it. We go through the position and, you know, we're, we're not going to do like a mock draft type deal. Uh, I, th- I think that's kind of cliche. and quite frankly, hard to do with two people. Um, But we're going to look at (laughs) average draft picks. um, Look who could slip in the first round. What could be your process, whether you be in the high end of the first round, picks one two three or even in the back end of you know 10 11 12 or if you're like us in the Godzilla Mil- gazilla media league and you're 14 15 16 that's uh that that that's in itself a whole other animal <laughs> that is pretty rough if you get 16 oh you god bless you i don't even
1: know if there's officially going to be 16 teams this year uh goss hasn't really said anything is. I, I think um, if you look into it and you look at the, the number of teams like in our league currently right now, I think there's still, still 16. In. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I look very much forward to defending that crown. And thank you guys
0: for changing the draft from August 19th to Where's September your belt?
1: 1st. Oh, my belt. Oh, I got to get gotta my get belt. Your belt. You're still so unprepared. I know. Huh. Kind of. This kid's out here. He's just the champion uh, right now, and he doesn't even uh, have his belt on. I have a oh, the belt. there it goes. Okay. I have Perfect. the belt. Perfect. And I
0: have Otis. Otis is down here, so oh, yeah. Otis's army reigns supreme. Uh, you know, you I should might. Have
1: Otis, pick your lineup this year.
0: No, should not do that. I should not do that, um, not do that because if you. it's He'll any, if it's anything like his bracket choices, um, <laughs> <laughs> it won't end very well. Um, <laughs> he had a hot and, streak for like three games, and with the first pick of the twenty-two fantasy football draft is Empire selects Brandon McManus, kicker, Denver Buffalo's Broncos. <laughs> Great, awesome, fantastic. Uh, but no, this really is our, um, it's truly really our favorite episode to do. I mean, we could do it for five hours if we really wanted to, but we don't. Simply have five hours. Um, that that's just ridiculous to ask of anybody. Um, so welcome to the twenty twenty two fantasy football special. And let's dive into our first position, Taylor. And and it's not the most popular position. And a lot of people kind of waver on their thought process when it comes to this position. That's the quarterback. You know, you, you got some people that go and I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes with the first round, first overall pick and, and you're not going to stop me. I'm going to take Tyler Murray in the second round. You're not going to stop me. And then there's Those people, are the best that, kind of people. That, that are fine with taking the likes of, you know, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan,
1: <laughs> Daniel Jones, Max. Some Jones. people, I know at least one person that listens to our podcast that, uh, I think I mentioned it last year and I'll keep mentioning it because he's an anomaly he almost prefers to stream quarterbacks week to week so he'll Mm -hmm. take a quarterback he'll literally wait until the very last like round or something i'm not pick a quarterback like
0: i'm not at that point i'm not at that point where i'll ignore the position but Mm -hmm. you know you have the likes like let's be clear josh allen's the number one quarterback probably going into fantasy this year patrick mahomes is up there there's a clear top four josh (laughs) allen patrick mahomes justin herbert and lamar jackson We're not here to talk about those guys because those are kind of duh. Now where you go and take your quarterback, look, that's totally up to you. Um, I typically, now one of my big leagues, it's two quarterback. And Mm, when it's two quarterback, that that changes. Look, I'm picking a quarterback in the second round. I, I mean that if you're lucky that the quarterbacks mm-hmm. don't start going like six, seven, eight, nine, um, yeah. because that's just how it is. Plus it's a keeper. So you kind of have to change <clears throat> your strategy based on who you're keeping. Um, But we're going to treat this as, you know, this is your one quarterback standard format uh league. And let's look at these quarterbacks. I mean, look, Josh Allen, I, I think, the consensus pick number one overall quarterback here Uh, you have Patrick Mahomes which I'm kind of fading a little bit and now when I say fade Patrick Mahomes look Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes but I am not looking at a quarterback who is basically in a transition year let's be honest this offense is in transition when you look at Patrick Mahomes he is going ADP pick 47 so do the math there folks that's that's If you're in a 12-team league, that's early, early fourth round, um, which is okay. I, I mean, that, that that's okay, but I'm still not – if that's how long the quarterbacks are going to go, I'm not taking him there. Like, you could get so much value at other positions if Josh Allen is ADP 31, Patrick Mahomes is ADP 47, Justin Herbert is ADP 45. Those three guys – let someone else reach for them go and grab your wide receiver two or your RB two or your RB I mean hey if you hold off on running back we're gonna get to the running back position here later on but if that's your first running back I mean could that's a possibility <laughs> the no running back strategy the no yeah. running back strategy and, and we're gonna get to that because it was popular in our league last year but I want to look at the guys after Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Because if you see those guys go in the third or fourth round, it is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Somebody's going to do it. It happens every year. Honestly, most leagues, unless you're full of true fantasy psychopaths, probably these guys are going in the second and third round. Somebody's going to reach. A third, round. A third yeah. round, someone yeah. will
1: definitely go after so, a Josh Allen. So Maybe when you're, you're looking at
0: it like that, so – Let's look at these <clears throat> rankings af- afterwards, because this is where it gets interesting. ESPN is the rankings that we're going to go off of. Based- so for our listeners, that's the list that we're looking off of. Do I agree with ESPN? No, I do not. But that's the
1: rankings we're going to go with. But also we're getting the the ADP, which, you know, that's what ev- the consensus pick of everyone who's drafting right now. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean... Regardless of their rankings here, we're also just going to be giving you like their ADP, and so that's that's just facts. Like that's just numbers that it's are just, being. That's where they're going. People, average drafting now. It's an average like, as we speak. Yeah, it's an, an average. It. Exactly.
0: Um, when you look at ESPN's ranking, you have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson is four. Now Lamar Jackson's intriguing to me, and we're going to get to him in a second. But I'm going to get to the top ten here. Kyler Murray's five. Jalen Hurts is six. Joe Burrow is seven. Tom Brady is eight. Russell Wilson is nine. And Dak Prescott is ten, rounding out the top ten. Now, now Taylor, when you're looking at this top ten, I mean, there's obviously some guys here that you're going to agree with, not agree with. I mean, when you're looking at price points here when it comes to their ADP, there's some that are going to be more appealing than others. I think I know where you're going to go with this one, but... Outside of the obvious top three, who are you really trying to zone in on here? And <laughs> I, I mean, think gonna, I know who you're going with.
1: And is it someone you're going to love? Because probably, because um, it's probably yeah. my answer too. It's because he's, it's it's Jalen Hurts. If I can get Jalen Hurts, especially at uh, a lower ADP than say the fourth or like if I can get him in the sixth round, like or even the fifth round, like. I might pull the trigger on him then. ADP is
0: 65, three. So,
1: yeah. So, uh, I mean, he, he's a guy who I had him last year and like, I think two of my leagues and because of the rushing upside, he was the number one by average rushing quarterback in the league last year. And so he's rushing the most and that gives you, You know, we all know the Eagles offense, how it changed last year and how it became a run-focused team. Now you have a lot of running backs in the mix there, but having a quarterback who can one-throw it or be a red zone threat to get those short-run QB sneak kind of like – or QB draw kind of plays where where you're getting at the the goal line and getting touchdowns that way. I mean, now you add in A.J. Brown who's, you know – his run after catch is a monster so you, he he will he will catch the ball and just generate more yards for jalen hurts um another year in this offense he's going to have a he has a great roster around him the eagles do have a great roster and they added offensive weapons um and yeah he he's he is going to be a very good uh qb and i think he could easily easily be the number 1 qb in fantasy next year i think that's I'm a right. ceiling
0: I'm, I'm I'm, look, I'm, I'm right there with you. And if he can improve from the pocket, uh, the Eagles will throw a lot more this year and they have the strong group of receivers. Like you had mentioned to back it up along with probably the best offensive line in football. That's important. Um, When you look at the weapons, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Kez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders out of the backfield. Uh, You also have Kenny Gainwell out of the backfield and they use hurts a lot with his legs. I think that's an important asset to remember here. When you're looking at a fantasy quarterback, look, the guys like, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, that don't really use their legs, but they're still very, very good from the pocket. They're going to get their points. Mm-hmm. But ideally, when you're looking at a fantasy quarterback, you want somebody that is a dual threat. That's why Kyler Murray, now, is Kyler Murray one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL? His contract says so. Others will <laughs> disagree. But the reason Kyler Murray goes so high and you know, drafts is because he runs
1: same with Lamar. It Uh, adds so much more to your, your range of outcomes. Like, like when you're going into a game, his floor, I mean, these guys floor like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, um, and Jalen Hurts, their floor is lower than most quarterbacks because regardless of how they do, when they're throwing the ball, there's always the threat of them running the ball and getting yardage and points that way. So it's, it's evens out. So even when they have like, Oh, they have a bad throwing game. Yeah. But they still got 15 points, 17 points or yeah. something like that, you know, because they're rushing. And that's why Jalen hurts is because he's, he rushes so often. And I'm, I'm sure Lamar Jackson will also like Lamar Jackson could easily also be the number one quarterback because he runs so often and he has such legs on him. Um, and especially if that offense stays healthy, he could be a guy who we're looking at next year as the number one quarterback overall. Um, but it's also why Josh Allen is so high up there too, because Josh Allen rushes as well, and he throws from the pocket with ease. So it, it, it's no. hard. Any of those top guys, I'd be happy with. Well, Honestly. yeah, uh, uh, of course. And when I when
0: I look at these what these quarterbacks and the quarterbacks that I'm going to mention, it may not necessarily be the guys that I rank one, two, and three. It, it but I'm looking at the value and where yeah. I could get them,
1: um, and that
0: and that is where I calculate them. Like, look. Josh Allen's probably going to be the best quarterback this year fantasy-wise. You you have to spend a second or third round pick. That's not what I want to do. Um. So when I look at – look, I think Jalen is going to be great. He's number one on my board as well when it comes to um his average draft pick. I He is going to be a little pricey if you're willing. But if you're willing to take a fifth round or an early sixth round snag at him, um, I think it, it would be worth it. I mean, if you mm-hmm. you have to take some risks if you want to win a fantasy league, and taking a risk with Jalen Hurts, I say risk. But uh, I mean, look, I mean, you're probably leaving a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott, a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray possibly on the board to get a Jalen Hurts. That's the conversation that we're in. So he's going to be pricey, but you know, you look at what he has done he's kind of that cheat code that we talked about where he even on bad passing games will still get you 20 points because of his legs um there's clear signs that he's going to grow in the passing game and and really i i mean i I think the the ceiling is like you said a top the ceiling is the roof the ceiling is the roof as the great michael jordan would say (laughs) um But the ceiling is that one, two, three slot. I mean, that's how good he was last year. You got to remember, before he got hurt in week 11 with the hamstring, missed that set, that game the next following week against Mm -hmm. the Jets when Gardner Minshew played, he was QB1. Jalen Hurts was QB1 through 11 weeks last year. So he has that potential. Another guy I want to bring out to you, everybody's gaga over Joe Burrow. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert, but I'm going Joe Burrow. I think they're very similar in style and he's been stable with an ADP between 62 and 67, which is Mm -hmm. actually up two to three picks from earlier in the year. When I looked, um, he's going to be a star this year. Um, he's proven to be one of the best owned quarterbacks in the league, in the league. He hasn't had his best season and has probably the best wide receiver trio in the league. Um, This team throws the football a lot. Joe Burrow had a heck of a year last year. And if you're looking at trying to get a guy like Justin Herbert, why not wait two or three more rounds and get a guy like Joe Burrow, who, to be honest with you, is not going to be the difference of you winning or losing your fantasy games week in and week out. Herbert may get 32 and Burrow may get 28. But guess what? Burrow is going to outplay Herbert in weeks as well. I think they're very close and not enough people are talking about because they play very similarly.
1: See, the thing about the quarterbacks for me is, um, like I, any of those top guys, I feel like from week to week is someone you, you set and forget. So absolutely all the way down to like through Jalen hurts, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Dak Prescott, even Stafford and, and Rogers. That's like, as far as I'd say is like you, so like 12, if you have one of the top 12 quarterbacks, then I think you feel okay with starting them week to week, regardless of opponent. You're not worried about it. After that, that's when you start looking into, you know, um, matchups and you, you may have two that you're like, you go between, um, Maybe not like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr, you probably trust him, but he's still going to have some dud games. But you're going to live with that because you're not going to probably start anyone over Derek Carr unless he has a horrendous season. Especially with Devontae Adams now, it should be much easier for Carr to move the football. Um, but the thing is, I we to to re, where you're taking them is the thing. Like like you were saying, like the value. So I and just like you do, I think. We wait on quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. if there's a... Yeah, you and I have very similar philosophy. If there's a Jalen Hurts in round, like, 5-6, then and in a 16-team league, I don't know if that's possible with the way some people draft and how aggressive some people are um, with quarterbacks sometimes. I don't know that if you have, like, the 16 pick and you you come around and, again, you're picking, you know, way down the line, whether you're going to be able to get one of these top guys. So my question to you is outside of that top twelve, who do you like?
0: So outside of the top twelve, as in, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Murray, Hertz, Burrow, Brady, Wilson, Dak, Stafford, and Rogers.
1: Yes. And I guess throwing Derek Carr in there too.
0: Throwing Derek Carr, because that was one of the guys. That he's yeah. one of the guys that I, I, I would like there. Um, so if you're looking at a flyer guy, <clears throat> there's two guys that I'm gonna point out. Trey Lance is one uh-huh. of them. He's got um, a lot of hype. I love the physical tools, drips with talent. He he reminds me of what Jalen Hurts brings to the table. Yeah. Um, and at a cheaper value, he can have major yep. flaws and still produce, which is something that you kind of want to look at at he's a quarterback. of the ball. And, and he's not in he's there's no threat that he's going to be benched for Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play another game in a Niners uniform. So don't worry about that. Do keep in mind that you are going to have to go through growing pains with Trey Lance. I'm sure there's going to be that game where he gets you five to six points. Trey Lance should not be your only quarterback. But I think the risk reward on that is worth it. I think Trey Lance is a guy to take a look at there. And then the other guy that I'm looking at now, he's a he's a flyer flyer. um, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson of the Jets, (laughs) not a priority ad, but his environment is good and his talent is high end. Um, This is a make or break year for Zach Wilson. And if you're looking at fantasy value, you're not going to have to take a high pick at all to get Zach Wilson. Possibly it could be your last pick. But let me tell you something. Zach Wilson behind a offensive line that, yes, they lost Becton, but just signed Dwayne Brown, who I think is an upgrade over Becton anyway. You have Brees Hall at running back. You just drafted um, Wilson to pair with Elijah Moore. You have a healthy Corey Davis. Uh, you brought in two tight ends in Conklin and Uzama. This Jets offense is sneaky, and Zach Wilson It's kind of put up or shut up even in year two. If you're looking at and look at game script, are you expecting the jets to be that good this year? Probably not. They're going to be throwing the football. They're going to be throwing the football. Zach Wilson's also somewhat mobile. Take a flyer on Zach. Wilson. Now I'm going bottom of the barrel. I'm not saying Zach Wilson's my quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I just listed a bunch of quarterbacks I'd rather have before I even threw out that thought. But if you're down, yeah, we to went the... through the first 14 quarterbacks before we even. But <laughs> like... but 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 hear me out. Like if you're if you're looking at like Kirk Cousins, who might be in a favorable environment this year, a more friendly game plan. Um, Tua, Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, uh, Jared Goff, Zach Wilson, Danny Dimes. I mean, Zach Wilson's probably one of the better
1: options out of that group. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to have a you're not quarterback... taking a
0: flyer, you're not taking a flyer on Justin Fields this year. That team is horrendously terrible. You're not taking a flyer on uh, Jared Goff. You're not taking a
1: flyer on Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. I mean, right, let me let me throw out two names for you then uh, in this back half that I think could be uh, something. Um, let's start with. Jameis Winston. Yeah.
0: Jameis Winston.
1: Healthy. Yeah. If he, if Jameis Winston, he is questionable right now. He he's dealing with some, uh, he's day to day with a knee foot, something or other. Um, but if he can stay healthy, um, you know, he's getting Michael Thomas back and reportedly from camp, Michael Thomas looks great. Now it is camp. Who knows? You know, they like to exaggerate, but they say he looked great. And since he never really was the, the the downhill guy like he was more like the, the they call him the slant guy because he, he does he does he, he runs those quick slants and he's just a good route runner so i'm assuming that he will still retain a lot of that through this injury so i think he can be productive i don't think he's going to have the best season of it, his career but uh nonetheless with that paired with chris Olave, alvin camara
0: all mm-hmm. of that put together michael for thomas being back
1: yeah that's what i said yeah michael yeah. thomas and yeah like all of that put together That's a lot of weapons. Kamara might
0: be suspended for six games. Yeah,
1: but that might not happen this year. That might happen later in the year. We don't know how that's going to go down. So, um, I mean, even if he doesn't have Kamara, that's still a lot of weapons for Jameis Winston. Who doesn't need a lot of weapons to, you know, chuck it for – 4,000 yards in a season. Hopefully he'll, he doesn't throw he'll, he'll throw, I was gonna say he'll throw you
0: 30 <laughs> touchdowns, well will throw 30 interceptions too. So. hopefully
1: he has a more efficient uh year, but I, I do think that he could be a guy that you could roll with. And then the um other guy I want to point out is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is on a much better offense, I think, than he was last oh year. He God. has an upgraded offensive line. He has the best running back in the league, or one of them. Um Better money running game that he's had since, you know, he had his MVP year uh, where he was running pick and rolls or not pick and rolls, uh, play action passes. Like, you know, like it was nobody's business. That's what he's going to do. in with the Colts, they're going to establish the run <laughs> game. Then they're going to start throwing it. Pittman's going to have uh, a better year. Um, I think he's going to feed Pittman a lot. And uh, I, I think that he, yes, he can. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> How many Falcons games did you watch?
0: the first one when the Eagles beat him and he was
1: okay. Terrible. So, so one on a terrible team with a terrible offensive line and a terrible running game and a terrible defense. Yeah. So he's on a new team and it's a much better situation all around. And you cannot deny that that's undeniable that he's in a better situation. It's not
0: a better situation than the
1: Falcons. That doesn't mean he's going to be good. I think he will be better just befo- because of that. He wouldn't even have to throw it as much. Like, if he's just throwing checks down Charlie, that'll work. But for fantasy, check down Charlie doesn't exactly pay off. No, but when you give it to jo- J- Jonathan Taylor, check down Charlie, he takes it 70 yards to the house. All I'm saying is, if you're in that back area, I'd much rather have him over Mac Jones or even probably Zach Wilson and definitely over Carson Wentz. Don't get me started. And Baker Mayfield, even. You know, thing about Daniel Jones. He looks awful. Giants camp is a mess, but he'll probably get some rushing. The the, the Giants are the gift that
0: keeps on giving it. Like as an Eagles, as an Eagles fan between Washington, New York and Dallas, it's just like sitting here. Like, I I mean, which one's going to fuck up today? I mean, it's been beautiful to watch this offseason. I mean, the Eagles are going to run away with the (laughs) NFC East, but That's for another episode, Bryce. That's another episode. This is fantasy. Um, But I think overall everybody gets the idea of what we we are talking about when it comes to value with the quarterback, that you don't need a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert to be successful. It's different in two quarterback leagues. Don't get me wrong. You probably want one of those guys in two quarterback (laughs) leagues. But one quarterback league, the quarterback position is not as detrimental to your lineup. You can survive with one of those middle-tier, back-end-tier type guys. Uh, Before we head to our next position, I do want to remind our listeners that we are sponsored by Mohawk Honda. And at Mohawk Honda, the team can find what you're looking for by searching their lot or the entire Eastern Seaboard just for you. But the real opportunity for you right now is either trading in or selling your vehicle. Mohawk Honda, buy cars. And in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. The supply chain is still facing those challenges, as we all know, which creates a selling opportunity for you. And as always, the team at Mohawk Honda will make that buying and selling experience very easy. And you know them as Cars with Kern, Trust Trav Landry, Louis the VIP Mamorales, C-Mac, let's do a deal McKenna, drive with the Anacals, or just go and talk to the leader in charge, general manager Greg Johnson. And at Mohawk Honda on Freemans Bridge Road in Scotia, they want to buy your car, and they always go out of their way to please you. Let's go to the running backs, Taylor, because I think this is the position that's becoming more controversial than in years past, and, and I, I'm just going to be quite frank with you, and and I hate to say it, because, um, but as the game of football changes, so does philosophies in fantasy. You have to kind of cater to what's going on in the game, and I hate to say it, but I'm a little less definitive at running back this year than in years past. I'm decisive when it comes to like my player targets and avoids. I know the guys I want and I know the guys I'm wanting to avoid, but I think this year out of most, I'm a little more flexible at running back this year at the very top. And there seems to be a trend out there. Um, you know, a lot of guys are going to snag one elite running back to anchor their, their group, and they're going to ignore the position for four or five picks and then come back to it. Mm -hmm. That could work. Certainly. Um, but I actually have a different approach this year than in years past. And I I, I, I I don't like saying this on the show because I'm worried that there are people that are going to be listening. And I know you're listening and you're in our league. I still want to beat you. Hmm. Um, but my approach this year is actually to anchor wide receivers. I am prioritizing the wide receiver position more than the running backs. Uh, and, of course, I you do need that yawn stud running back, um, or at least that major stallion type guy still in his prime, so that you can, you know, plug and forget, except for, mm-hmm. you know, the bye week. Um so you're still looking at your first two picks and one of them's going to be a running back. Um uh, that that that's my opinion. Now is it going to be the first or the second round? That's the key. Um, but you you know, it depends on where you are too. Like if you have the absolute ability to get Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey, probably can't pass that up. There are strong options at the top of the board. Uh, but you know, there's these elite options at wide receiver that, um, I don't know if you've heard this term before. I like to use this term. A couple people that I follow use this term but the magnificent seven at wide receiver that we're going to get to next year, there's a magnificent seven that I like to coin at the top of the board this year. Um, And and I'll, and I'll get to that, you know, when we get to the wide receiver, this is the running back spot, but I'm kind of just teeing it up for everybody. Um, Teasing teasing, as you will, but there's a magnificent seven that I think is hammer wide receiver once this year, that would be seven. Wide receivers. Now, if you're in a 12-team league, think about it. Do the math. More wide receivers than running backs. 16-team, that, that's going to be a little different. That draft's going to go differently, and I, I don't really know my plan yet. I need to see my my pick first. Um, but the philosophy is changing, and that's opening up a lot of different avenues when it comes to running backs, and that is what we're here to talk about Let's look at the PPR running back board, Taylor, and obviously per ESPN rankings, <clears throat> you have Jonathan Taylor at number one. He seems mm-hmm. to be the consensus number one overall pick this year. Um, if I happen to get the number one overall pick, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is the guy. Um,
1: and you know I'm going to pick him if I can. If I get the number one pick,
0: you're obviously. gonna pick him wherever you are.
1: If it he's even somehow if he's available, slides. hell yeah. <laughs> and, um, are you kidding?
0: <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey is number two. Austin Eckler three. Derek Henry four. Najee Harris five. Dalvin Cook six. Joe Mixon seven. DeAndre Swift eight. Alvin Kamara is cautiously nine. That could change, obviously, mm-hmm. especially if he's suspended. Leonard Fournette is 10, Javante Williams 11, Aaron Jones 12, Nick Chubb 13, excuse me, James Conner 14, Cam Akers 15, Saquon Barkley 16, David Montgomery 17, Ezekiel Elliott is 18, Antonio Gibson is 19, and Josh Jacobs is 20. So I just gave you the top 20 here. And when you look at, you know, 12-team PPR, there's a lot to digest here, and it depends on where you are in the draft. If you're top heavy, you're probably taking a Christian McCaffrey or a Jonathan Taylor. But if you're in the middle round, that that's where it starts to get interesting. Like there are several very high end players to be leery of at a cost. One of them being McCaffrey, um, because of the injury woes. And I get it. I mean, the talent is the talent, so you might not deny it. But if you've been burned, my by- by McCaffrey. Like some of us on this podcast have, I had McCaffrey in a league last year. Taylor had him in hours. Um, Derek Henry. I'm starting to get skeptical of look, eventually a very big, large human being like Derek Henry is going to break down. So when are the I'm wheels going to come off? Correct. And I'm still skeptical, uh, skeptical about Austin Eckler at an ADP of 6.7. Despite the awesome year last year, I, I get skeptical uh-huh. of that. Um, so, When you're looking at Jonathan Taylor, excluding him, because duh, who, you know, you're taking number one overall, hundred percent of the time, there are a couple other running backs that you should be maybe targeting in round one. If you're not going wide receiver Taylor, who would they be?
1: Um, all right. So my piece on Christian McCaffrey is if he's available to you, two, three, four, You should probably take it. I don't know if I personally will because of the fact that he's burned me twice now because I have two things.
0: There's the burn factor. Some people are just not touching it.
1: But I, I am okay with the fact that if I don't take him and someone else takes him and he goes off, I can live with the fact that I knew that that was the risk that I was taking because I just don't want to deal with the other end because I'd rather have someone who will play than a, a guy who might play and be the best. I Chris McCaffrey is the best when he plays. He is the best. Like it is not even close. He is the best when he plays. But I will not be taking him. Someone else can take him. Unless I get him at 5. I mean 5 5 is way too low. If he's still there at 5 and I'm i I'm, I'm probably going to take him cuz that's value there is because I made it all the way to 5 and he was still there. So yeah, I'm going to take him. Um but outside of Jonathan Taylor, because Jonathan Taylor, he may not be number one, but he's probably gonna be top five. I'll guarantee you that. Um, unless he gets injured. God forbid, knocking all the wood. Um I like I like Austin Eckler. I'm actually pretty high on him. Okay. I think so, the so we dy- different differentiate dy- there. Yeah, the dynamic action that uh, the chargers have, and there's so many weapons around, and Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I just think that they're going to be a high powered offense always. And as long as he's involved, which he will be, unless he You know, knock on wood gets injured as long as he stays healthy. He will be a big part of that offense. I don't see numbers dropping very much at all. I still think he'll be a threat to get those rushing touchdowns. He'll be a threat for receiving touchdowns. He will be a threat for receiving yards and rushing yards. He does it all. And um, I really think that he is – his floor is so low, I think, uh, or so high that I think that he's a safe bet. You take him – he might not be the number one – running back overall but he's a guy that you can set every week and not think about it um outside of that i do agree with you that derrick henry is probably going to start breaking down yeah. he, i mean he already is and he has an insane workload in it, and he's an enormous human being um that just bangs into people so i just think at some point he's going to have to slow down but on the other hand if you're willing to take a risk he is you know the Centerpiece of the t- uh, Tennessee it, offense. The now thing is, I've always, I've always,
0: I've ne- always, like, I've always avoided Derrick Henry. I'd oh, rather well. get burned elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I've had Derrick Henry once, and he was it, it was feast or famine. Um, but I mean, look, Derrick Henry is definitely one of those guys. If they fall out of game script, he could ge- be giving you six points instead of forty-two. So you're yeah. you have to you have to
1: go with the roller coaster ride there. And then. Next up, you got like Najee Harris, who I do yeah. like, except that Pittsburgh's offense is not going to be good. They're, they're going to be probably playing from behind. Uh, their defense is still pretty good, so maybe they won't be playing it so far behind. But you got to think that that offense is not going to be able to put up a bunch of points with. So depending on the The thing with Najee
0: Harris is his, his ADP is seven. He just turned 24. He had 385 touches last year, and the offense should a be – Should be, and I mean, it's not saying a lot, but should be ascending with Ben Roethlisberger gone, and you have a pair of young athletic quarterbacks. Um, you don't know what Trubisky is going to to bring. Remains to be seen. You know, and Kenny. I mean, mean,
1: Trubisky has been good, and at times,
0: at times. But in my opinion, Najee Harris is kind of one of those guys that he's game script. Um, he, he doesn't need game script, and he's he's not going to. Lose out on touches because the Steelers are down. He is, that is on the. He is out there every. Because he catches single the ball too. Down. I think Najee Harris is in for a big year. I'm high on him.
1: I am. I'm relatively high at him. I I like him at like six. I think that that's a good spot for him. I I wouldn't want you to reach for number him at number one. He is like in that young range where he could be like a a number one. Uh, running back type guy if he has a great season. I just, like, their offensive line is shit. He's going to get a ton of touches, which is great on the one hand, but he got a lot of touches last year, and, you know, wear and tear right. is a real thing. I don't think he's going to wear and tear. He's literally, like, he, he's young as hell. So, like, I, I don't think that that's going to be a concern yet, but um I don't have him as high. I, I have Austin Eckler higher than him uh, personally. Um And then after that uh, – DeAndre Swift is someone who's who's really interesting because of his, again, his receiving um, prowess and the fact that he can catch a lot of passes and bring them in for touchdowns as well as getting rushing, rushing touchdowns. Um, and he's an essential part, I think, of that Detroit offense. And I think the Detroit offense will be a bit better. I think Detroit's not going to be a good team, but I think that they're going to compete just like they did last year. They competed pretty well. Um, And they were always in games, forcing the issue, um, putting up points, especially when they get down by a ton, but they always, you know, clawed their way back. So even if they're playing from behind it, I don't think it really matters, especially when you have DeAndre Swift who can catch the ball as well out of the backfield. I I do like DeAndre Swift. I'm pretty high on him.
0: I love DeAndre Swift this year. And, And if you're looking at, Like, this is a guy to target in round two because he's going to be there. Um, So if you go, like, heavy with the wide receipt, like you go with one of the Magnificent Seven that we're going to be talking about here uh, when we get to the wide receivers, DeAndre Swift is a guy that I would look at. I mean, you worry if he can hold up with the small frame. He's one of the smaller guys, but he's bulked up. He's been really good two years running now. I had him last year, loved him, still Mm -hmm. love him. He averaged 6.7 targets per game pre-injury last year. (laughs) That's a lot. Um, he has, he's also game script friendly as well because they were losing a oh, shit yeah, ton perfect. and he was still involved a lot. He also had 10 carries inside the 10, um, which that's encouraging to see. They trusted him inside the 10 yard line. He's getting the goal line touches. You do have the presence of Jamal Williams. He had six, but I think Deandre Swift, I mean, Dan Campbell loves him. Uh, I think yeah. this is, this is a guy that, if the Lions are going to improve offensively, it starts with a healthy and involved DeAndre Swift. So I do like DeAndre Swift. We haven't mentioned him, and I think he's worth the mention. Joe Mixon.
1: Mm, Joe yeah. Mixon.
0: He's just as good as a guy like Dow Cook. He's in a better offense, but his usage is just through the roof. He's a league-winning type running back who will be running behind a seriously upgraded offensive line. He's That's slipping true. to round two, and I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know why people are so low on Joe Mixon. He has no backfield competition. Are you thinking Samaji P. Ryan is going to take snaps away from Joe Mixon? Absolutely not. Joe Mixon is a guy that is a first-round running back. He's slipping to round he's two. Average, yeah, he's average 14. 14. So there you go. So if I'm that's at So if I'm at like 10 11 right. and I could get one of my magnificent 7 and then turn around with Mixon. So like what if I get like a Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon round 1 two start? <laughs> We're cooking with that's, gas. That's you know what? So I I I'm very surprised at where Joe Mixon is slipping. Um, but again, it could be part because a lot of people are prioritizing wide receiver this year. So that could be part of it. Um, Javante Williams is another guy. Um, he, his ADP is 18, um, laughably low to me, laughably low. Um, I think this is a guy that is a perfect example from Jonathan Taylor. Like it, did you not learn last year from Jonathan Taylor? The fantasy community is convinced Melvin Gordon's a major threat. Yes, he's relevant, but guess what? He just came up with another foot injury that they labeled not as major, but you can already see the cards. Like Javante's getting all the touches this summer. Melvin Gordon's aging. While Melvin is relevant, could get some extra run early. Javante will play his way into a 70-30 split by the end of the year. I have no doubt about it. This guy is one of my dynasty guys. I am huge on him. That Broncos offense is going to be very, very, very good this year. And if you paid attention at all last year, it was very similar to what Jonathan Taylor did with the Colts in his rookie year. I know, Taylor, you can relate to that. You saw the upside. Mm -hmm. Year two, he's going to explode. Look at Javante Williams as another guy. You're not going to have to spend a first round pick on him. But if you could get Javante Williams in the second round, late second round, hell potentially early third round, depending on how it goes. Yeah. Sign me up for that. And then, I mean, um, another guy, I, I mean, look, I'm giving all my secrets away, apparently. um, Aaron Jones, heavy offense, I mean, lost Devontae yeah. Adams. They're going to have to find somebody to give the ball to.
1: I, I, Aaron Jones, to me, is a no-brainer. Like, I, I don't understand why he's slipping to pick 23. I, I'm looking at the live... Uh, ESPN live draft trends right now and he is he's slipping to 23.9 so almost 24 like pick 24 for Aaron Jones who do you think that uh like uh Aaron Rodgers is gonna throw to like obviously he's gonna pepper his wide receivers but like he trusts Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones is gonna get a lot of run yes AJ Dillon may eat into his rushing totals but Aaron Jones might be used. As a quasi wide receiver, a lot of the time, as another weapon, because I mean, you lose uh, Devonte Adams. That's a huge percentage of your uh, your uh, targets that are just up in the air right now. And yes, some some of the rookies that are coming in or Alan Lazard are gonna eat into that. But I mean, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. He's still one of the top uh, running backs in the the game. The only reason he wasn't you know higher in points last year is because he was injured. A- of fair amount um exactly. i had him on my team so he, he was out for a, a few too many weeks in my opinion but it was you know if he doesn't have those that time missing he you we could be talking about him you know top approaching five approaching on top five. number one yeah i mean yeah. jonathan taylor actually had one of the worst uh uh number one running back seasons in the last like 10 years uh, back, going back to Devontae Freeman had, I think, a, a lower one or, or comparable a couple years back uh, on the Falcons, um, that yeah. MVP year that uh, or the year that they went to the Super Bowl. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't have and he had an amazing year, but it wasn't like a record breaking year. It wasn't like a Christian McCaffrey scoring f- over 400 <laughs> fantasy points type of year. It was good, but it wasn't that he will be consistently good. But like, you know, Aaron Jones could have been close to that. I think if he didn't miss all that time, that's just my piece on him. And also uh, while while I have you here, um, I do like Javante Williams as well. I mean, that offense is going to be so much better. People Mm -hmm. are underrating how good Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson is going to make that offense. Russell Wilson is a top five to 10 quarterback, and he's coming onto this team that has a ready-made offense that has weapons all around. It's going to be so much better. And you're right uh he is kind of like Jonathan Taylor his rookie year and then coming into this year and last year I I know I did not tell you to draft Jonathan Taylor because I thought that uh uh Marlon Mack would eat into his touches guess (laughs) what I was dead wrong and I'm not gonna be wrong about this I say draft Javante Mm -hmm. Williams screw Melvin Gordon he's just there in case something happens yeah
0: and uh you look at like round three, four range running backs guy. I'm really eyeing on and, and Taylor, I know you're, you're probably not as high on him as I am, but Brees Hall. Um, I, 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 I love Brees. I love Brees Hall. Um, a ADP right now is 38. Um, and he, he reminds me of Javante Williams of last year. He is going to be splitting some touches with Michael Carter. Um, it's not going to be a full, uh, you, you know, full out Zekio Elliott, Saquon Barkley rookie year type breakout for him. But this is like a small buying opportunity that could wind up being a big one for him and could pay big dividends. Um, it, this is a guy that could be a first round pick next year, in my opinion, um, that he, that he is that he's that good. Uh, another guy that, you know, when you're looking at value, Travis ETN, you got to remember he's healthy. Um, James Robinson, is going to factor as the season moves on, but I think ETN is going to be involved a lot. Um, and before, I mean, Taylor, I know you have some thoughts on probably the two guys that I mentioned, and then we'll get into some big time uh, value picks.
1: Yeah. I want to throw some stats <laughs> at you about uh, Brees Hall and the Michael Carter situation. Um, so we all know that Brees Hall has been really hyped He's coming in. He's super athletic. He's a guy who's built to be a three-down back, um, and he's preparing to be so um, in camp from what we hear with the Jets that they're preparing for him. Um, Did you know that Michael Carter saw zero targets on third down last season? I did not know that. Well, Michael Carter saw zero targets on third down last season. I do know
0: that. I know that now.
1: Yes, and so when you look at that and you think, huh, he's definitely not a third down back. If he's not getting any targets on third down, unless of course it's like third and inches and or third and one, and they're trying to run it. Um, but Hall has been a good receiver in, in his college days and he's trying to be better. Um, it, he earned a career high 44 targets uh, last year, nearly four per game. And it was 63% more than any other season. So he's working his way towards being a receiving back. Um, I don't think that Michael Carter is going to eat into Hall's workload very much at all. And I think, you know, the Jets are preparing for Brees Hall to be their three down workhorse back, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I really do like him, especially when you can get him. Uh, his average ADP right now, according to this, is 51, um, which I cannot calculate at this point where you'd be depending on your league, but that's definitely later than you like, that's, that's where you can get your wide receivers first. Like you're saying, what are your magnificent seven or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then not worry about running back because you can get Brees Hall later on.
0: All right. So, I mean, I feel like running back there's just so many and wide receivers so many that we're, we're, if we haven't mentioned them, we're probably not very high on them. I do like Travis
1: CTN. I think you mentioned that too. I do like him as well. I liked him last season before he got injured. Of course. And like I said, we can't get to everybody,
0: but if we haven't talked about him and you're wondering why, it's probably because we don't like him or we're not as high on him. We're talking about the people that at the average draft value that we are high on. Um, Taylor, before we head to the wide receivers, a running back that if you're light, you went Say you went the no running back route that is oh so popular in the Godzilla Media League. Say you went with the magnificent seven, loaded up on wide receiver, and you're sitting there with you know, say you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Leonard Fournette, and you're like, that doesn't really look that good, does it? <laughs> A dart that could save your running back situation.
1: All right, so uh, put me on the spot here. I think uh, there's always. There's always certain backs um, that I'm I'm hesitant on, but I think if you're in a pinch, you could definitely get and feel good about. And I'm gonna go with Tony Pollard because yeah, yeah. you know it's so hard because because you know they they paid Zeke, uh, Jerry Jones reinforced it that Zeke's the guy. Um, but when you see them on the field, you see you know Zeke looks slow. Tony Pollard looks fast and Tony Pollard can receive so much better than Zeke. And he's a million times more efficient than Zeke. And so as much as Jerry Jones likes to say that Zeke is the guy, yeah, sure. Zeke will be out there on first downs, maybe second downs. Sometimes Tony Pollard is going to be out there on third down, maybe starting the next series for the first two runs. And I think he's so much more efficient with the touches that he does get. This is if you're in a pinch, he's not, I don't want him to be your, your, y- or your running back one, unless you have like, two very elite uh, wide receivers or three wide receivers that you're willing to start one, two and put in your flex. And then you're working with Tony Pollard as your, uh, your first run or your your first running back you take. Um, That's a guy you can, you can live with if you have elite wide receivers on the other end. Um, But yeah, no, he's, he, he does have a lower ceiling, I think just because Zeke is there. But his floor is pretty solid, and he can have some games where he's going to outscore Zeke tremendously.
0: I agree with you. I I mean, I agree with you there. A guy that I'm going to go with um, is Damian Pierce out of Houston. And probably a lot of you have never heard of said Damian Pierce. I have heard of him a lot. Um, If you're looking at the Houston Texans and reports coming out of camp, he has uh, pretty much dominated. First team touches Um, and really his only competition is Rex Burkhead, which um, I mean, it's Rex Burkhead and veteran Marlon Mack, who will give a chuckle to Taylor there. Um, I do like Marlon Mack. He claims to be fully back from his 2020 Achilles injury, but the look, the rookie Pierce has shown well in camp and I have gotten comps from people that I trust. Some other people are psychotic about fantasy football as I am and as we are compare it to rookie Alvin Kamara. Nobody was looking at him was drafted in the fourth round, uh, was not at the time considered to be one of the starters. He played his way to the top of the depth chart and he is going to run away with it. Now is Houston a very good football team? No, but, Sometimes on bad football teams, you're going to give the young guys that you think is going to be there a long, long time um, a lot of looks. And he's a rookie. Damian Pierce is a guy at ADP 122 to look at to maybe save your running back situation.
1: I'll throw one more at you, and again, you're going to roll my your eyes at me. Um, so save it. But Neiman Hines. Oh, my Jesus he is, Christ. He is going to get um a lot uh, of the receiving I'm looks. Gonna say, I'm going to say – I'm going to
0: put a new standard out there. Give me a late dart, not a Colt.
1: Well, if it works, it works. And if he goes off, like I think he will, um, the Colts expect him to get, uh, per reports, at least 60 receptions this year. Um, He is a quick guy. He's super fast. So he's going to get a lot of yak yards. And I think that this offense is going to be geared toward getting the running backs involved, as Matt Ryan likes to do. I.e., Devonta Freeman and that whole offense that they had the year that Atlanta went to the Super Bowl is it, it was predicated a lot on using the running backs. And I think that that's a lot of a big difference between how Carson Wentz ran the offense and how Matt Ryan won the offense. I think it's just going to be a lot more shorter passes, but you know. If you're a running back and you're that late in the draft, I'm not saying draft him high, but if you're if he's there and you need a running back and you're desperate, I think he'll be good. I think he'll get a ton of receptions and I think he'll get a few touchdowns here and there. So I think that his his floor will be um enough that you can take a flyer on him late if you if you need a running back. If you're in that situation, I don't know what you were doing in the beginning of your draft. You must have elite wide receivers if you do at that point. Um, I'm not saying rely on him to be your running back one, but he can be, you know, your running back two, maybe, or your first guy off the bench if you need a flex fillet. But I think he's going to have a good year. I just think he's going to, he might even you do some wide receiver work because, you know, the Colts don't have the best wide receiver core in the world, but he's a great receiving back that's what he does best God, hey if you're high on the
0: colts offense um that's dude i'll drop all colts offense i don't give a shit <laughs> that's just wait that, till we get
1: to the wide receiver section that would we be
0: no a, I, 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 it's not really a secret here um <laughs> before we get to said wide receiver position uh i do also want to bring up our good friends at johnstone supply in troy summer is winding down But you can feel the heat here in upstate New York still. If you want to stay cool all summer long indoors, call Johnstone Supply in Troy. Ask the team at Johnstone about their high-efficiency central AC systems with ductless mini splits. Goodman, Fujitsu, and Westinghouse are all in stock and at great prices. Need someone to help you install a new system? Johnstone Supply in Troy can help with that too. You have heard George on previous episodes of Getting There with Gus and had a chance to learn his and Johnstone Supply story. Now stop in and find out about their great service and products. Give Kev, James, or Bird a call and they can help put you in a cooler place this summer. To stay cool all summer long, call Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518 272 5922 or visit them at 2600 6th Ave in Troy. Get a new AC system today by calling 518 272 5922 or connecting on lo- online at johnstonesupply.com or on social media johnstone supply ny <sighs> the wide receiver group taylor and i i mean i've kind of been saying this all episode long and i'm going to hammer down on it now as covered when we mentioned running backs the wide receivers are a big key to my draft plan this year huge and i want to do whatever i can to lock in one of as i coined
1: it the magnificent seven I've I've come up with six that I think are on your list. I don't know what the seventh one is.
0: I'm interested to hear who you think. I have Cooper Cup,
1: mm-hmm. and obviously. this is this is how
0: I, I have them ranked. Cup, Jefferson, uh huh, Chase, obviously. Diggs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Adams, yep, CD.
1: Yep. And Debo.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Who did, I who, if, who did you miss? I didn't know if you were going to have CD in there. I
0: think CD, I, I mean, look, he's the only wide receiver that has a, a catch in a real NFL game on the roster right now. That's healthy. Michael Gallup's That's coming true. off a toward ACL. Outside of Dalton Schultz, CD Lamb's the only wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys roster with an actual NFL catch. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. It's it's yeah. absolutely insane. So as I mentioned in the running back section, the best way to navigate the first two rounds is really to use this ADP to look at value. and to ba- I mean, I've, we've been saying it all episode long that you, you need to look at ADP to guess which players will be available to you in the second round, depending on where you pick. Then you kind of can use that information to make you, or to help make you, I should say, make those optimal picks for both rounds as an example you know you you, if you have the ninth spot cd lamb if you think he's not going to be there in the second round snag him there if the magnificent seven goes on a run Mm -hmm. and then go wrap around and get like a javante williams or an aaron jones that's just as good as like a Joe Mixon or a Devontae Adams. There's not much difference, Taylor, to me, between a CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Williams, Aaron, Aaron Jones, or a Devontae Adams and a Joe Mixon. Like th- That's great value on both ends. It could go yeah. either way, in my opinion. So, yeah. I mean, when you look at ADP numbers, I mean, that's that's kind of what you're looking at. If you're drafting at the top of round one, you're probably not going to get a crack at one of the Magnificent Seven, if you will. So that's a tough decision there that you have to make. Are you going with, let's just for conversation, sake, Jonathan Taylor goes one, but you're at two. Are you taking McCaffrey? But are you in so in love with Justin Jefferson this year that you're willing to take him number two overall? But if you do that, but if you do that, what are you looking at? I'm higher on Jefferson this year. You could take Cup, but I'm higher on Jefferson. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, Cup, Jefferson, whatever, same argument, right? If you do that, what are the running backs that you're going to see on the flippity flip? You know what I mean? So yeah. are, are you looking at, you know, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette? If though, if that's the group that you really think is going to be there on the flip. Now, keep in mind, if you're drafting number two overall, you got your stun Jefferson, you got to hope there's not a run in running backs. But if there is you have a really, really hard decision to make because one of those stud wide receivers is probably there or a higher wide receiver than you thought, and then you mm-hmm. pick again in four pick, in three picks. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. Do you, get, do you go wide receiver, wide receiver, and then get the depth that we were talking about, the running back position? This is why I think wide receiver this year is so unbelievably more important than in years past. It's going to change a lot of leagues drafts that have typically in the first round been running back heavy.
1: You see, I, I still think it, Good I point. still think that it should be, um, running back heavy in the first. That's how I usually go my rounds. Uh, that's my, how my, I've my, always looked. And I think how that's how I've always gone. That's how I've always gone. But I'm I telling it's you, it's probably changing. still going to be me. I don't think at number two, I would ever go, uh, a Justin Jefferson or a Cooper Cup. I think where, for me, the top five-ish uh, running backs are more valuable than those top five receivers. Not that those top five receivers won't outscore them or or keep up with them scoring wise. I do think they will. It's just I think that they're wide receivers that you can get later on in three, four, five even like two, three, four, five, six. I think there's wide receivers there that you can get that will add so much value that you can't get a running back because after the first, you know, 12, 13, 14 running backs after that, that's where you start dropping off. And we're talking about Neiman Hines, like, like, or, or guys like that. Like, like you're, you're bringing up Pierce. I hope that someone takes the advice and drafts Pierce and he's good but there's always a the chance that someone takes your advice, drafts, Pierce, and he's bad. And if that's what <clears throat> happens to you, or you pick another running back in that position and they just dud out, um, or they're stuck in a at a running back by committee type of situation, where, and that's running back hell, in my opinion, if uh, that's the worst. And,
0: and um, in my opinion, there's a hole in my plan. There's a hole in my plan if you're in the top not one. Like if you're in the top, like if you go from like two to six, that's where the hole in my plan is, because that kind of puts you in that no man's land of you don't know what running back is going to be there.
1: Well, that's, that's yeah. That's where like, if I'm at six, seven, eight, nine, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm happily looking at your magnificent seven. And that's where I'm targeting them. Like, that's where I'm starting to target them is, is six, seven, eight, nine. Like if I'm in that range in the first pick, unless someone like a McCaffrey drops, people yeah. are scared of his injuries, and he drops there. I'm taking him there. I'm going to take him there. I'm going to take maybe a Najee Harris there. Maybe I don't take Najee Harris because I don't think he's going to do as well, and that's where I replace him with a Justin Jefferson who I know is just he's going to be a freaking stud, um, or Jamar Chase. I do think that Jamar Chase is due for a bit of a regression. I think he had it absolutely ridiculous. year last year and i do think that he might come down just a bit he's still a great wide receiver i just think him and t higgins are both going to be pretty valuable i think um and and same with joe mixon i think that offense is going to open up even more but uh i just think jamar chase is going to see so many more double teams that he may not have been getting as readily in the first half of the season um just because people didn't expect him to be as freaking good as he was. Um, game plans are going to be built around Jamar chase at this point. Um, so I just think that he might regress a little bit, still going to be one of those many of us seven, but I think I'm a little lower on the top seven ranking that you had uh, on him. But so if, if, and, and I think
0: this strategy applies to like the 12, but I don't think it applies to our league. Does that make sense? No. Like with the 16, it certainly no. does not apply. It's so much
1: different. It's so much in the first round.
0: If you don't, you could, you could, you could get your second round pick and you could be picking from like (laughs) Melvin Gordon.
1: To be fair, Clyde I don't even have a, I don't have a real strategy for it. Like not that I don't have strategy, but like, you just got to see how
0: it goes. You really so do. It's so much
1: different. You cannot predict anything about it. No. 16 teams in one round is so many. You don't know who's going to be like, stupid yeah. and take a quarterback maybe or something. It's like who's going to take Josh Allen? Someone might. Someone you can, might be like, "Oh, I I'm, I'm pick 15, Josh Allen." You can you can like your guys,
0: but I
1: mean, maybe it's got to it. yeah. make sense.
0: It's got to make sense.
1: Twelve um, is ideal for me. If you're if you're looking for uh, how many you should be having in your league, twelve I think is the perfect number in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I think 10's sixteen too little, is eight is stupid, and sixteen I think, is so many.
0: <laughs> I think sixteen is asinine, but that that was not my decision. Um, I mean,
1: it's fun when you have people, it it, but it's hard. It makes it very hard. It's hard, because and it, because that means like round seven, it, eight, and, nine, it, and it makes 10, this championship at... belt mean a hell of a lot more. <laughs> But, like, um, eight, nine, 10, 11, you, you're so, by the end of that draft, you're drafting like third stringers. <laughs> it feels like
0: it. it is. I mean, you so, actually are, but let's go. So say you go running back in the first round, right? Say you go running back in the first round in a 12 team league. You're looking at the second round because I think the magnificent seven is probably going to go in the first round, give or take. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a wide receiver. Are you willing to take a Tyreek Hill? Probably not. I, I'm, I'm. to be honest with you, we don't talk about a lot of players to avoid on, on this episode because, I mean, we have so many people that we could like in just so little time. But Tyreek Hill, unless he, like, slips to me in the third round, which I know won't happen, somebody will take him. By all means, if you want to go and, and bank on Tua, getting him the ball, go for
1: it, not me. Nope, Listen, not I, me. I I do think he'll have a decent enough year because he'll I mean, have a decent year. I, yes, he's I, I to him. I could throw to him and he would take it sixty yards and score a touchdown. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I I don't want to bank on Tua, <laughs> especially because you <laughs> I just see all these like Twitter videos on of the training camp where it's like classic Tua throw and it's like a wobbly ass underthrown ball and it's just like, oh god, Tua. Yeah. It, it's but bad. he's the most accurate quarterback in the league. So, or that Tyreek Hill has ever played with.
0: So. Supposedly. Um, supposedly. Uh, I know there's a guy that you are targeting in the second round, and I'm not going to take him. So, I am going to take another guy that I think not a lot of people are realizing could be there and is going to be a strong option. I'm going with Mike Evans. Keep in mind, Chris Godwin's coming off a torn ACL. And even when Godwin's back, he will have a big, big role. But Mike Evans, um, um, the markets are actually really not that high on him when you look at ADP, but I'm personally high on Mike Evans, and I haven't been in years past. He's not underrated, but when you're looking at a slam dunk, 1,000-yard, 10-plus touchdown season, that that is what Mike Evans is. He will get you that. If you can get that as a – solid, consistent piece for your wide receiver roster. Yeah. Sign me up for that. I didn't, I purposely didn't take your guy because I know you want to talk about him. So go ahead.
1: Um, well, my guy, you might not even have to get him in the third round because my average draft position here in the live drafts, he's going towards the middle of the third round. Um, and that's Michael Pittman. Um, you can get Michael Pittman jr. For value at the third round, And I think that that's extreme value because even if you think that the Colts offense is going to be mediocre, the one thing that they're going to do or that Matt Ryan is going to do is going to feed his uh, wide receiver one. You saw it last year with Cordell Patterson, who is, you know, running back slash wide receiver one, whatever you want to call him. Um, and, And you've seen it with Julio year in and year out. He's going to pepper his number one wide receiver with a ton of targets. And Michael Pittman Jr. is just going to get a ton of looks. And I think he's going to get, you know, he's going to have better balls thrown than some of the f- balls that Carson Wentz was throwing. I think he's a year, you know, a year more mature, a year better in this offense, a year more working with now Reggie Wayne, uh, who is um, working with the the Colts wide receiver core. I think that he's going to have a good year. He's going to get a ton of looks And I think he's a clear wide receiver one. I mean, that's undisputable. Like, he is the wide receiver one. He has zero competition for that title. Like, Alec Pierce is a rookie. And other than that, Paris Campbell, I mean, he can't stay healthy. And even if he does stay healthy, he's definitely not better than Michael Pittman. And so, other than Neiman Hines, he's the only guy who's going to get the majority of the targets for this offense. And so, yeah, I think Michael Pittman Jr., even if you think that the Colts won't be good, which I think that they will be good, but even if you don't, if you think they're going to be mediocre, Michael Pittman Jr. is just by virtue of being in the offense that's going to put up points at some point. He is going to be a guy who is probably going to be worth a second round pick, but you might be able to get him in the third round. So, we're at the point in the wide receiver group, like, that
0: third, that three to five round range, depending on how your draft flow is, these guys could go in the third round could fall to the fifth round, depending. I'd be surprised if some of these guys do, but we're going to talk about him, A guy that I don't think is being talked about enough. And it's more because of the quarterback situation there, but it hasn't mattered is DJ Moore? DJ Moore in Carolina is a stud and another 150 plus targets should be coming again this year. Um, uh, Believe it or not, Baker is an upgrade from quarterback play to what he's had, um, which I I know is not saying a lot, but at least Baker Mayfield can get the ball out there to DJ Moore at ADP 35.6. He's a guy that I'm very intrigued on. I've had him in years past. I like him. He's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. I'm high on him. Um, and, And I think, If you're looking further down the list, another guy before I hand it over to you for some flyers, um, Darnell Mooney in Chicago. Now, Chicago's offense is going to be a disaster, but Mooney was a top breakout guy for some last year, including me, and he basically crushed it. He was pretty damn good. Um, And he's poised to dominate the targets without Allen Robinson in the picture. And he could be a lethal pick if Justin Fields can play up to his capabilities as an accurate downfield passer. I mean, look, let's be honest. The Bears are going to be behind a lot, a lot. Darnell Mooney's young, electric, fast, um, and was Justin Fields' top target last year. Um, He's a guy that at ADP 53.5 intrigues me a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Darnell Mooney is one of the guys up there. Um, I'm going to throw out, first of all, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are going like average draft position of 63 and 74. Cortland Sutton, you'll hear it on the show. Cortland Sutton will be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Yeah, I believe that. Possibly I, top five. I mean, I, I'm also high on Jerry Judy as well. I think he's... Also, an I think awesome Sutton, receiver. I think Sutton's more of the mold of uh DK
0: for Russell Wilson, if that but makes either, sense to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, either one. Yeah, but yeah. 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 But like Jerry Judy can be his Tyler Lockett, And so it can be perfect. They can have a tandem. And I mean, it, are we sitting here and thinking that Russell Wilson can't support 2000 yard plus wide receivers? No, he absolutely can. And so both of those guys are going to be fantasy relevant. And I think that if you get either one of them, that's why that, see, these are the guys that I'm looking at where I go running back first to try to get that bell cow for sure. Because then Mm -hmm. you can shore up on the, uh, on the back end with these wide receivers, like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. And then the two guys that I'm going to talk about next, Juju Smith-Schuster. He is going to be arguably. Yeah, the number I mean, wide receiver.
0: We could all laugh, but he's yeah, he's
1: wide receiver one he's, for Patrick Mahomes. Wide receiver one on Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. What happened last time a, no, a wide receiver was wide receiver one? Yeah, it was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's probably the fastest player in the league. I was gonna
0: say Juju is not Tyreek, but
1: no, he's not. No, for sure. But Juju Smith Schuster is still technically wide receiver one with possibly the best quarterback in the league on one of the most high powered offenses we've ever seen in this league. Yeah. Is it going to have some growing pants? Probably. But is Juju Smith-Schuster still going to have a good season with Patrick Mahomes? Probably because you know, who's probably going to get a lot of attention Travis Kelsey, because everyone knows that Travis Kelsey is going to be Patrick Mahomes' favorite. And and he's matchup proof. I mean, Travis Kelsey's matchup proof. Of course he is, but he's still going to, they're still going to be forcing more to him, which means or like defending him with greater intensity than maybe Juju. So maybe Juju gets a one-on-one matchup. And can he, you know, put the TikTok dancing down aside and, and outrun some guys? Maybe. And I think that he's going to be a guy who scores decently. And then the last one I wanted to mention uh, is Rashad Bateman. Mm. Now, Rashad Bateman might be slipping into the wide receiver one role. He in- He is. Yes, in in um, uh, Baltimore. And he's clear
0: wide receiver one.
1: Yeah, because Marquise Brown is gone and Hollywood Brown is gone. So now you get Rashad Bateman and hopefully that team all stays healthy and they have a more explosive offense. And, you know, Mark Andrews has to have a regression from last year because that was a ridiculous year he had. I would think that he wouldn't have a repeat year, maybe a little less and maybe a little more. Shifting over to Rashad Bateman, who is a great young player who was injured a lot of last year. So he didn't really get to get into the swing of things. But yeah, I think he's a guy who, again, these wide receivers here could be guys that have huge jumps at any point. So I just think that there's a lot of value in there that you can kind of go running back first. Because after the top whatever running backs, I think it drops off significantly. Like I'm still looking, I'm looking at. 131 Robert Woods in Tennessee who is now probably the number one wide receiver in Tennessee because Tennessee got rid of AJ Brown and coming off an you ACL know, yeah but ACLs don't mean anything in today's sports like they people recover from them pretty easily Achilles maybe that's a little more serious but ACLs happens all the time people come back good it doesn't really matter as much um also, wherever he ends up landing, Odell Beckham Jr. is also a guy you might want to look at. I might no not be idea. ready until November, though. Yeah, like I have no idea where he is. Just like he gotta remember radar. that he
0: tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, so he's seven months give or take away. You know, he's just also not on it. a team, right? So
1: So we don't know. I'm just saying, like, come playoff time, if he's coming back, maybe think about him, but. I actually I just I'm excited to see where he goes but I'm looking at like the bottom and you got like Sky Moore who's you know a rookie Kansas City again Juju might be the number 1 wide receiver but who knows maybe Sky Moore is amazing and he steps into the wide receiver one role so we, we really don't know about that one but there's plenty of guys down below that are are in the wide receiver pool that are good value
0: I uh so I've had a couple guys that, that I've, that I've liked. Um, I, I didn't mention him earlier, but I wanted to mention Devonte Smith because he's kind of flying under the radar. Now that AJ Brown is there, I, I think AJ Brown is going to take a lot of attention and Devante is going to be able to kind of work underneath as the X receiver spot. And, and I think he's, he's going to have some duds, but if you're looking for a depth, um, Add, I think Devontae Smith, who Heisman Trophy winner, was very good last year, is going to be a significant piece of an improved Eagles offense. If you're looking at a flyer, though, Taylor, uh, I have two for you. Romeo Dubs out of Green Bay. Now, a lot of those people are like, who the hell is that? The reason I bring up Romeo Dubs is, you know, the Packers don't have anybody to throw the football to. I mean, mm-hmm. Alan Lazard is wide receiver one out in Green Bay. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for that diamond in the rough. And you know that they will find that diamond in the rough. Um, reports out of Packers camp is that Dubs looks really, really good. I think he's this year's version of Amon Ra St. Brown. I think he could be that kind of guy. Um, sneaky pick last summer. Seemed obviously mispriced, probably won't even be drafted in 12-team formats. Um, But if you're looking at a dynasty-type deal or if you're looking for somebody that you are in the 12-team and you think you can stash somebody, this is a guy that I'd keep my eye on. Maybe not exactly draft him, but if you're looking at the waiver wire and you're kind of seeing things start to trend that way, don't be late on that train. Because once he goes off... He's gonna be gone, and you're gonna wish you you took your own advice and took him when you had the chance because I think he's gonna be that good.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've definitely heard um, some whispers about Romeo Dobbs and the uh and on and the Twitter sphere in the past couple of weeks. I mean, yeah, th- when you look at the the wide receiver core of um uh the Packers, the wide receiver one position is kind of up for grabs, like. Mm-hmm. It's up to these guys, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, to prove mm-hmm. it. To mm-hmm. prove, like Christian Watson's injured right now, but to prove that they can be the number one wide receiver, if, unless you think Alan Lazard is going to be that guy, but I truly no. don't. No. He, I mean, no. Pat, or, uh, Aaron Rodgers has shown it himself that he doesn't trust Lazard as much as his number one receiver at the time, which was Adams, but Adams in the, the throw that I'm referencing in the uh, – his playoff game that they lost uh, Adams was double teamed and Lazard had no one on him. So obviously, you know, the wide receiver one in green Bay is kind of up for grabs and people still think that this team is going to, you know, make the playoffs, put up 12 plus wins. If they're going to do that. Yeah. They're going to rely on AJ Dylan and uh, Aaron Jones a lot, but they also have to find that wide receiver amongst them that Aaron Rodgers trusts and he has had pretty high praise for Romeo Dobbs in camp so far. Yeah. Um, so if that means anything, you know, Aaron Rodgers loves his guys. Like when he finds his guy, he, he, he makes them like Jordy Nelson. And I mean, Devonte Adams came in and then he was his guy and he's now the best wide receiver in football. But um, when, when Aaron Rodgers finds this guy, he goes to his guy. And so I, I, I do think that Romeo Dobbs, if you have a roster spot you can throw him onto, I would do it if you can. Otherwise, yeah, I would take your approach of watching him very, very, very carefully. But that still might not even be fast enough. If he breaks out week one and he has a good week one, someone's going to pounce on him. And if you're not in the good uh, uh, standing in your thing. So I, I don't know. End of draft. Don't draft a defense. Draft him. Pick up a defense later on if you need to. But like, you can just have him on your roster at least for the time being, you know. I, so, I like because I I don't think you need to draft necessarily a, a kicker or a defense at first. No. Obviously, you have no. to have one on your roster by time week one starts. But
0: the amount of times that I change my kicker and defense throughout the year, it's almost exactly. weekly. Exactly. It's almost unless you, weekly.
1: Unless you have like the Patriots defense from a couple of years ago where they were like literally like one of the top scoring like players. The Vikings
0: defense, the one yeah. year they were like scoring like 20 points a game.
1: Yeah. Um, no, unless you have that defense is streamable all the way, and kickers as well.
0: Believe it or not, uh Taylor, we're down to our last uh category, which is going to be the tight ends. And I know a lot of people have um, different philosophies when it comes to tight ends and, and uh, you know a lot of people like to go big um with the one of the stud guys and let me tell you, I did that last year even though I typically don't do it. um I did that last year and it paid off. I had Mark Andrews in a league. I had TJ Hawkinson um mm-hmm. I, I had Travis Kelsey in a league. I did I went big on tight ends and it paid off. I won four of my five leagues last year people. I do know, believe it or not what I'm talking about. Um, this year though, it, it's going to be tough because you're going to see, like I said, I'm not usually the one to invest, but you know, you look at Mark Andrews and, and, you know, he's a top 20, probably player, um, in, in fantasy football because just, you know, tight ends go quickly. Kelsey is showing no signs of slowing down at age 33, but he's still 33. So taking Kelsey Early, I mean, someone's going to do it, but it's not going to be me this year. So count me out on Kelsey. I'm just not going to do it unless for some reason he happens to slip till, I I don't know, he falls to me in the third round or something, which, look, is not going to happen. So I'm not even going to consider it. Mark Andrews is probably tight end too. Massive production. I do expect it to go down this year, but again, they don't have that many targets, so it could still be productive. Um, I'm looking at the second and third tier guys, Taylor. and, And TJ Hawkinson, I love to death, still love him. His ADP is 83. Um, He is so heavily involved in that offense. Jared Goff checked down Charlie to him. I mean, the emergence of Amon Ross St. Brown kind of took away a little bit, but he's still going to be a consistent guy that you can kind of plug and forget. Year two of Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's the interesting conversation. Um, Do keep in mind that he has Marcus Mariota and or um, Desmond Ritter throwing him the football. So, I like the player, but not the situation. And at ADP 31-3, I could probably find my RB2 or my wide receiver 2 at that spot. So save me with the Kyle Pitts guy. Um, Darren Waller is another guy, 30 years old, injury ravaged, has Devontae Adams in the picture now. I'm avoiding Darren Waller. You can go get him if you want. I'm avoiding him. Guys that I do like this year realistically at tight end outside of the obvious of Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. And I already gave my piece for him. I'm going to start off with uh, Dalton Schultz. And the reason why I like Dalton Schultz, he finished as tight end 12 um, in 11 of 17 games last year. Um, To be honest with you, it's incredible. Travis Kelsey was tight end 12 or better in 12 of 16 games last year, just for comparison. Um, he has less target competition. Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup's coming off a torn ACL. We just sat here and talked about why we love C.D. Lamb. So it's the same reason why we could talk about Dalton Schultz. Dak Prescott has to find people to throw the football to. If it's not C.D. Lamb, option two is likely Dalton Schultz. ADP 73, I think, is fair value price for that uh, type of player right now with a lot of upside.
1: Yeah, uh, I do think – I mean Dalton Schultz. I'm, I've always been a big fan of him. I had him in a couple of leagues, and he kind of saved my position because I didn't have uh, a great uh, tight end. But I was able to grab uh, Schultz, and and he kind of saved it for me because he emerged as kind of the the Dallas's main guy. Um, and yeah, and he's he's a tight end machine or touchdown machine because he they target him a lot in the red zone, um, and he works out. Um, but for me, if I'm outside of those top guys, I mean, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, like you said, like they're good, of course, but the problem is you have to pay a premium for them. You have to get them in possibly the second round. And, you know, depending on, you know, how many people in your league are 16 team league. Kelsey might go at the end of the first round and Mark Andrews might go at the beginning of the second round, just like that. So, I mean, Darren Waller is a good uh, tight end for sure. Um, But like you said, Devontae Adams is coming in. So that lowers his his value maybe a tiny bit because there is more targets to go, less targets to go around because a bunch of targets are going to go to him. Um, So the person that I'm looking at um, is Zach Ertz. I like Ertz a lot. Um, He was top five in efficiency in 2021 in tight end efficiency. Um, he earned more targets per route than Travis Kelsey. Um, Christian Kirk is gone. Hopkins will miss six games. And he averaged 7.9 targets last year and 11.9 points um, when he as when he got to the Cardinals. Um, and both of those metrics would have been top five. So I like uh, Zach Ertz a lot um, this next year. I think you can get him at value because he's going right now uh, pick 106, um, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't even know what round that is, but it's definitely lower than uh you you'd have to p- to pay to get friggin Kelsey because he's go average pick 22, so save on him if you can get Zach Ertz, uh, snatch him up uh, in a later round.
0: Um, I, I didn't mention him. I should have mentioned him before I mentioned Dalton Schultz, but I do love Dallas Goddard as well this year. Um, Goddard is for the first time. St- for the entire season, tight end one um, has been Jalen Hurts has checked down Charlie. If and, and I've heard if it's not AJ Brown, it's Dallas Goddard who's been the focal point of the Eagles' offense. So if you're looking for a guy that's probably not going to cost as much as the as the likes of Kelsey Andrews, Waller Pitts, I, I think he's right before Dalton Schultz there. Dallas Goddard, uh, another guy that I like. I already mentioned TJ Hawkinson. I won't mention him again. I do like Dawson Knox. I like Dawson Knox for the Bills. Um, ADP at 115, Taylor. He's a big-time athlete, former quarterback. Really kind of broke out in the playoffs last year. Um, You could see the chemistry between him and Josh Allen um, in the playoffs, like I mentioned, and he may never get a ton of targets and he may not be volatile. But if you're looking at Dawson Knox and you're looking at value – He could be the king of blow-up fantasy games after posting three, two touchdown performances last year. This is a guy in a high-powered offense. Outside of really Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, he's probably option three for Josh Allen. He's going to be targeted in the red zone. Big athlete um, that can go up and get the ball, and he's proven to have chemistry with Josh Allen. That's definitely a guy that
1: I'd consider. I'll give you one more, and this guy's going to be a – I mean, he's a late guy because he's going uh, pick 167 right now as ADP. Um, And I'm not going to say his last name because I'm going to butcher it if I try. So I'm just going to call him Albert O. And that would be the Denver uh, tight end. Um, I think that he could be a big part of this offense just because this offense is going to be so high-powered, as we mentioned before, with Russell Wilson coming to this Broncos team. Um, And I do think that, you know, in the red zone, a lot of times, uh, Russell Wilson will target his, his uh tight end. Now, certain tight ends haven't had success with him. Uh, Jimmy Graham was one of those where he went there and he was later in his career, but and he didn't really have success with uh, Russell Wilson, but other uh, Will Disley. I, I had him uh, a couple years back, and he was amazing before he he got injured and I think his season was over. But he was a very solid tight end that Russell Wilson was throwing to. and he was those like three, four, five weeks where he was actually playing and, and healthy. Uh, Wilson went to him a lot and and I think that Alberto, uh, will do wonders for Denver and he's a guy you can get super duper duper late. So if you, if you just left your tight end position, you kind of ignored it and you get back to it rounds eight, nine, 10, wherever that is, I'm, I'm not doing the math right now. Um, You can, you can snack him up and I, whether he'll be a top five tight end, I can't predict that, but <laughs> he could easily be top 10, especially cause you know, tight end wise, there's not a ton of competition for top 10 after the top, Four or five. Guys I mean, really, time. my
0: best my best advice for tight end is to target like once you're around the seventy pick mark, start targeting the second tier guys like a TJ Hawkinson. I I mean, seriously, it is so worth it. I mean, I have been a ride or die in that like middle tier for tight end for for years. Um, last year, like I said, I did take Mark Andrews. It made sense for me. It paid off. Um,
1: but I mean, the sixteen teams is different. I
0: think sixteen because- teams is different.
1: Because there's a time where, like, maybe if there's a run on tight ends, you're absolutely screwed. You might be in a
0: great spot, and if you pass up the next time around, you might be screwed. You might be picking from uh, the likes of, you know, and it's not bad. You know, like Travis Kelsey
1: goes and Mark Andrews goes and then, like, and Kyle Pitts goes and then, like, a couple of rounds later, uh, you pass up. Like, don't be the guy rolling people. out
0: Evan Ingram, okay? Then, don't yeah, be the guy rolling out kiddle, Evan Ingram Waller,
1: playing Schultz, Hawkinson, checkers. Goddard, and Ertz, and they all go, and then you're su- stuck there being like, Do I take Hunter Henry? Do I take Noah Fant? Or- don't don't be the guy with Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Evan Ingram, <laughs> and Cole Commit. Okay?
0: okay? Don't don't be or that Austin guy. Austin Hooper. Don't, or be, Austin don't Hooper. be that guy. I mean, some people are high on Hooper. I mean, they they do he I, is on I, the I Titans and Hooper. they they had hey the targets for AJ Brown have to go somewhere. I get Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback, but I'm just saying the the targets got to go somewhere.
1: Um, Robert Woods and uh, their their rookie Traylon Burks, right? He, yep, Traylon Burks. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. No, absolutely,
0: a- absolutely. But um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, this was this was fun. We, we had yeah. fun here. Um, an hour and a half of fantasy football greatness. Obviously, um, if you're familiar with the show, we do have fantasy start, sit-em, boom, bust advice um, throughout the season, waiver wire ads that you may uh, like, and especially when we have our show on Tuesdays, um, that becomes very helpful for you guys. Uh, so hopefully as football season comes and we start settling into our schedules a little more, Um, Tuesdays will be our shows. You'll get it Wednesday and waiver wires. Boom. Um, so we do fantasy basically from here on out. Now the rest of this month is kind of looking like this. Uh, we got our college football playoff preview or not playoff college football preview coming up. We have our big NFL preview coming up and that should lead us into the first rounds of football. Um, and then once football hits, it's, it's all football. Um, We may Mm -hmm. throw in basketball if we feel it's appropriate. We may throw in some postseason baseball. We'll talk a little baseball, but this will really during football season is a football podcast. Um, I will not sugarcoat that at all, really. and, And we have a lot of fun doing it, but we just went in depth hopefully giving you guys some direction when it comes to drafting your leagues. Hopefully um, you take this time, take our podcast. It will be pinned on our Twitter account, which is at sports underscore podcast. It's been at the bottom of the screen this entire time. It will be pinned for the entire month of August and the beginning part of September until the NFL season ends. Share it, spread it, um, use it. You know, when, when you're on the clock, play, play, you know, play our podcast on repeat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Maybe I wouldn't mind if that's Um, what you want. If that's, if that's how you want to take, take on your fantasy football draft this year, by all means, go for it. But no, listen to it. Take the advice. I mean, I won four or five leagues last year. I don't mean to brag, but I do know what I'm talking about. Taylor knows what he's talking about as well. He has done well. He got screwed out of injuries last year. It is what it is. I won the inaugural Godzilla Media League, 16-team league.
1: You Um, take risks. You draft Christian McCaffrey, the best fantasy player in the last 20 years, and this is what happens. And you know know what? It, it, It happens, like you said. It happens. But like I said, still draft him. I may not, just because of my own feelings, but still draft him. Take still risks. draft him.
0: Still draft, Maybe him. I'll take draft risk. him. Maybe you, I'll draft him. You have to take risks to win fantasy football. You just have to take the right Don't ones. draft scared. Don't draft scared. Once you start second-guessing your pick, you're not going to like that pick after the end of the draft, and you're going to wish you got the other guy. And Nine times out of ten, the other guy that you are going to initially pick was probably the better pick. Go with your gut, stick with your game plan. And that is probably the best advice I could give you. I know so many people that are just all over the place. Well, I'll worry about it that day. You're not going to win the league. You're not going to win the league. If, if you come, you don't win the league in rounds one through four, you win it in rounds five through 16. But you
1: can I, lose, I think. You're, you can lose it in rounds
0: one through four if run, you pick run. Patrick Mahomes like, like, or Travis Kelsey in the first two rounds.
1: Like if you pick if you pick a guy and he gets injured like that too, or if you pick a dud, a complete that's dud, different. You can lose that's different it, though. But, you can't predict an injury, but no, no, you can't predict an injury. But I mean, you know, you can definitely lose it in the first round if you pick someone that doesn't work out at all. But you're not winning it either. You're winning it in the trenches with the depth you get.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Good luck to everybody out there on your fantasy football drafts. We will keep everybody posted on our end about our drafts. Um, Enjoy this podcast. Share it. Spread it out. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, You can find it pinned uh, on our Twitter account. Uh, It will be shared consistently. Spread it around. Spread the good news. And uh, help promote this product, especially with football season right here and around the corner as we squeeze out every last breath of summer. I'm excited for football, but I'm not ready to let go of summer. That's the frustrating part about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to go right.
1: see my team play for the first time live. So I'm, I'm stoked.
0: That's right. You're going to uh, the Colts game against the Chiefs. So, yep. Good luck Super with excited. that. Excited. Um good luck with that. <laughs> Chiefs 34, Colts 3.
1: Um, <laughs> early what? You're early prediction. You're insane. Oh, Chiefs maybe are probably going to win, but the Colts will put them more than 3 points.
0: <laughs> I don't know with the, with Matt It'll Ryan. You're be like 28 to
1: 36 maybe.
0: Matt Ryan's putting up 28 points this year, Okay.
1: Oh my god. I would place a bet with you that Matt Ryan puts up four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns.
0: Oh, what's the bet?
1: I'll take that. I don't know. What are your terms? What do you mean? I I I don't know. I could pay you money if you want. I can buy you a, a nice dinner. I can uh, buy you something, or just give you straight up money. I don't care. Four thousand and thirty.
0: I'll think about it. I have time before the season starts, but I'll take it. You do 4,000, 4,030. I'm definitely taking, I think I've taken the under on both. Um, But on that note, everybody enjoy your week and enjoy the fantasy football breakdowns. We will catch you next week with our college football playoff Uh, for Taylor. I am Bryce. This was sports with a Z and a T presented by Godzilla media sponsored by Mohawk Honda. John so supply in Troy and saving face barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Have a good week, everybody, and we will catch you later.